of the Untitled Jeff Luck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Luck, and today it's a 12 questions version of the podcast with Alex Bowman of Hendrick Motorsports. Alex Bowman is going back to his home track of Phoenix International Raceway this weekend. Oh, wait, nope, not Phoenix International Raceway, ISM Raceway. They changed the name, so we got to get used to that. But it's not his home track like in a Martin Truex Jr. way where he has a zillion home tracks. Alex Bowman is actually from... Tucson, Arizona, which is maybe, what, an hour away. They have very high speed limits there, so you can probably get there maybe even faster at times. But it is his local track, and he's going there this week. So it seemed like a good week to talk to him for the 12 questions. Let's see what he had to say. All right, everybody, I'm here with Alex Bowman. And, Alex, the first question is, how often do you have dreams about racing? Um... I guess it just depends on previous racing experiences. I feel like after Phoenix two years ago, I dreamt about that ending going a whole lot differently, like every night for a while, but uh, recently not very often. Because, okay, like if I'm going to play a game on my phone, if I play a lot like Candy Crush or something, I have like Candy Crush dreams, and I was thinking that since you're in a simulator so much, or you had been last year, like did you ever have... Like, no, you know? I definitely didn't dream about the simulator, that's okay. for sure. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of odd. You might want to get that checked out. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you get into someone during a race, intentional or not, does it matter if you apologize? I think it depends on the situation. Um, you know, and that, that's a thing that, like, I think there's pros and cons to when you apologize as well. Like, if you run right up after the race is over... It's going to be on the TV highlight reel, and TV loves it, and media loves it, uh, but sometimes it gets blown out of proportion because there are, like, a bunch of angry crew members around, you know, and people start yelling, and it becomes a bigger mess than it could be if you let the situation calm down first. So um, I think it really is just uh, situational. Okay. What is the biggest compliment someone could give you? Um, I think it was, for me, uh, the I guess it's easier to ask the biggest compliment I've gotten, and that was from Jimmy Johnson in 2014 when I first started running cup cars. Um, he came up, and it was after the Vegas race, and he's like, man, when I was lapping you at Vegas, like that thing was terrible, out of control. I don't know how you were driving it. So um, just to hear a guy be like, you're doing a really good job with what you've got to work with, is uh, that meant a lot. Wow. I bet. Had you talked to him before that ever? Um, not really, no. Wow. So it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so NASCAR comes to you and says, hey, we're going to bring a celebrity to the race, and we're wondering if you have time to like host him or say hi. Who is the celebrity you'd be really excited to host? Hmm. That's a tough one. I mean, obviously Peyton Manning, yeah. but we've already gotten to do that. So, Check that uh, one off. Yeah. Um... Jennifer Aniston, I would be pretty excited about. Okay. <laughs> She's newly single, by the way. Is she? Yeah. Oh, man, you're way more up on this stuff than I, I am. am. <laughs> I am. I read the, uh, on Snapchat, they have the, the uh, Daily Mail. I don't even know thing. how to get to that. The, on the news side. <laughs> on oh, the yeah. news side. Yeah. I mean, Snapchat's gotten so confusing lately. I know. It's Honestly, what I, happened. I might be done with it. Yeah. I yeah. It's, switch back. it's like the same thing that happened to Jayski. Like, what happened? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, 
So in an effort to show their health conscious, NASCAR offers the number one pit stall selection for an upcoming race to the first driver willing to go vegan for an entire month. Oh, Would I saw you this do question it? on a previous one. Heck uh-huh. no. <laughs> Heck no. No takers so far on this at all. No. I mean, it's such an advantage, but... I mean, I guess, honestly, if that really happened, you're going to get sat down in your team meeting and be like, hey, you're going to be a vegan now. <laughs> but personally, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, it's time for the random race challenge. All right. I picked a random race from your career. Oh, god. And you have to guess where you finished. Oh, there okay? is some. <laughs> this is the... Uh, 36. <laughs> 2015 Dover Spring Race for Cup. Remember anything about? Oh, this? we ran really good that day. I mean, for what we had, uh, did we finish twentieth? Yes. Yeah, you did finish twentieth. I mean, when you finished, when when we got the old seven to run twentieth, yeah, we were winning. Yeah. I mean, that was high fives all around after the race. Like that was uh, that was doing it right there. <laughs> okay, so that one sticks out. Yeah, you for started thirtieth. Sure. Yeah, you finished right ahead of. Denny Hamlin. <laughs> yeah, we beat Denny Hamlin in yep. the seven. Yep. That w- yep. Yeah. That's a good day. That was getting after it in the okay. seven car. Well, I'm impressed that you remember P20. Okay. Um, next one is, who is the best rapper alive? Mm, that's a tough one. I don't really listen to a lot of rap, but I'm a big Mark Martin fan, so Gucci? <laughs> I mean, he, he'll go along with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going with that just because okay. I like Mark Martin, so maybe he'll like retweet me now. Okay. <laughs> Um, this question is from your predecessor, but he it was so good last year that I wanted to put it permanently in. Um, who has the most punchable face in NASCAR? Oh, Lord. Um, most punchable face in NASCAR. What kind of answers have you gotten so far? Most people have not really given a great answer this year. Yeah, I wonder why. Um, That's I can't imagine why most people wouldn't give a great answer on that one. Yeah. Um, um, I'm going to go with Matt DiBenedetto. Okay. Because I, I owe him a punch in the face. Oh, really? Because, yeah, yeah. So I'm going with Matt DiBenedetto. He didn't punch you in the face. No, right? no. We're just buddies, oh. and uh, and I owe him one for some buddy stuff. Okay, so I'm gotcha. going to Benedetto. Okay. He'll laugh when he hears that. Because, okay. I mean, like, you, pu- if he would, like, break me in half if, <laughs> yeah. he, if he punched me. I yeah, would, that's what I was worried I about. I would just, like, disintegrate. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, NASCAR enlists three famous Americans to be involved with your team as part of, as a part of a publicity push for one race. They are Taylor Swift, LeBron James, and Tom Hanks. You have to pick which one will be your crew chief, which one will be your spotter, and which one will be your motorhome driver for the weekend. So you have to choose between T-Swift, LeBron, and Tom Hanks, crew chief, spotter, and motorhome driver. All right, motorhome driver, I'm going T-Swift because my girlfriend Emily would go insane. She would be so pumped. She's like the biggest Taylor Swift fan in the world. We're using one of my off weekends to go see Taylor Swift. Oh, wow, okay. So, yeah, she would be pumped. Uh, spotter, I'm going Tom Hanks because he's calm, cool, and collected, mm-hmm. even when he's stranded on an island. Okay. Um, and crew chief LeBron, I mean, he uh, motivational and knows how to knows how to win. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I like your I like your logic there. Um, what is the key to finding the best pre-race bathroom? Oh, that is a challenge. We had the best pre-race bathroom in our uh, in our trailer, and now we don't. So. Um, we, we took it out, but, uh, yeah, that was probably the thing I was excited about most to drive the 88 car was we had a bathroom in the trailer. 
now we don't. Oh, what so. what happened? Uh, we we needed some extra space, oh. so we no longer have a bathroom in the trailer, which is really really disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine, honestly. Um, okay, so NASCAR decides it misses the highlight reel value brought by Carl Edwards' backflips, and they want a replacement. How much money would they have to pay you to backflip off your car after your next win? Mm. Probably a couple million dollars and then also cover the hospital bills. Okay. A couple million plus medical. Yeah, plus medical because there's okay. going to be a lot of medical. <laughs> okay. Um, so now, um, of course, each week I ask a driver to give me a question for the next guy. Last week was Bubba. <laughs> I uh, read this. <laughs> okay. So he, he was wondering, um, I guess he was coming to the line. You guys were coming to the line at 2016 Homestead. Yep. And he, and he just turned left and crashed us. Yes. And he yeah. was wondering how long it took you to get over that. Um, I'd say I was over it pretty quickly because the next time, I didn't see him for a while. And then I saw him um, and he apologized, but it was like eight months later. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I don't know. That stuff happens. I was pretty mad at the time because it was for, like, 12th on the last lap. And we're, like, across the start-finish line, basically. And then I crashed. Um, so it was, like, super pointless. Um, it was kind of funny. His spotter texted me. and was like, hey, I'm, I'm sorry. That was really <laughs> unnecessary. But I think it was just uh, – I, I guess he just didn't know I was there or it was a mistake. You know, it wasn't – you don't do that intentionally. So uh, – part of racing but yeah i was pretty fired up at the time for sure i mean it was i think that was the second race on that race car um so it was fairly new for jrm we ran top three with it all day and then that final restart when uh somebody decided to stay out and stack all the the front rows up um we got stacked up really hard and kind of got shuffled and we weren't on tire or we were on two tires so all the guys on four tires are going around you like you're standing still so we're like man we ran top three all day now we're going to finish like 10th or 12th and then come across the start finish line you absolutely junk your race car um there were a lot of things that i was mad about at the time so just part of it how do you have such a good memory for races i cannot well you're yeah. you're picking like good oh that's memorable, memorable one too. yeah okay. i mean i mean not a good mem- memory right. in that one obviously but like dover 2015 that's a good memory i okay. mean we uh, that was probably our best race of the entire season. So hmm. so yeah, you're just picking good ones. Interesting. Okay, so the next every other finish would have been tw- like thirty seconds. Thirty something. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to pick one that sort of yeah, it was a little bit positive, yeah. just a little bit. Okay. Um, so the next interview I'm doing is with uh, Daniel Hemrick. Do okay. you have a question I can ask Daniel? Yeah, I don't really know Daniel that well, but you know, I used to go to summer shootout and watch him kick everybody's butt. Um, and, you know, he was really good in a super late model. And then, like, it, it just seemed like he stalled out there for a couple of years and, like, wasn't really getting an opportunity. Um, and then all of a sudden he got that, that, tr- that opportunity in the truck series and then now the Xfinity series. Um, as somebody else who had their career kind of stall out at a different level, um, what was going through his mind when he wasn't getting those opportunities that, that he deserved and uh, how did he approach that, and how did he find motivation to, to keep digging? Damn, that's a good question. Yeah. Thanks. Because that was one that I, I mean, I struggled with, you know, for yeah. a while there. I was like, do I, do I keep doing this? Like, what do, what do I do? Um, and it, obviously everything happens for a reason, and it all kind of fell into place for me. But, uh, yeah, it was definitely, uh, I mean, 
obviously different in his situation, but uh, somewhat similar there. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. All right, everybody. So there you have it. I like Alex Bowman's sort of understated sense of humor. Uh, he He's a funny guy. I had, I had fun doing that interview. So appreciate him taking the time to do that, heading into his home track weekend. Speaking of appreciation, of course, I appreciate all the patrons from patreon.com who make this podcast and my website, jeffgluck.com possible. That's how I get to all the races. And each week, I thank some people who are patrons of the podcast. And this week, I want to thank Ryan Naraki, Todd Thomas, Jeremy Cooper, and Jen Lupin. Um, Jen, I don't know if she knew she was getting the shout out because her husband signed up for Patreon, but then he said that he wanted to give the shout out to his wife, Jen. So Jen Lupin gets the shout out. So thanks to all of them. And thanks to all of you who are patrons or if you're just listening or reading the website. Um, I'm appreciative for that as well. The next podcast, which comes out Thursday, is going to be with Jordan Anderson, the truck series driver. It's a How I Got Here feature for that series that I've started this year. So he has a very interesting story. And then it's off to Phoenix International Raceway. Ah, I did it again. ISM Raceway, everybody. ISM Raceway. Oh, it's going to be hard to figure out this weekend how to say that instead of Phoenix, but can we just call it Phoenix and then just not tell them or will they get mad? I don't know. Anyway, I will come to you from ISM Raceway with another media member following the race to do a post-race podcast, and we will talk about what happened there. Maybe another Kevin Harvick win. Who knows? But anyway, until next time, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you later on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.